Oh snap, it's recording. <laughs> hey guys, you're with your girl LG Savage, and today we're going to be talking about different topics. You already know, I'm considered the music nerd based in Florida, so today will mostly consist of talking about music. So, here we go. Okay, so y'all already know, this year has been pretty exceptional when it comes to albums and song releases i think we have more good this year than bad but maybe that's just me and what i've heard and of course you know there has been some bad releases that we won't talk about cough cough but at the same time that's there has been a lot of good releases and a lot of good music a lot of good artists coming up and coming out and i think that is gonna bring us to our next section which is called the best albums of 2019 so far not very Boom, interesting. Chow, wow. Not new. Not crazy. Just something we can do for now. Okay, so the first album on my list so far for this year will be Willow by Willow. And okay. some of y'all may not know the name of Willow off the bat. I'm talking about Willow Smith. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith's daughter. You probably know her from her last album, or maybe not even her last album, but her song "Wait a Minute" that was on her last album. Most people know, most people know that song. So, it's her. She sings that song, and she made a new album this year called Willow, self-titled, and it is actually a very nice, calming album. It's not over the top. It's not under the top. But I think not many people have actually been talking about it. So, in my opinion, it's kind of underrated. You know, you may be. It was millions of people. I think the highest song maybe got like 1.5 million views. I may be wrong, but it's a great album overall. I remember first listening to it, and I sat in in my room, and it was dark, and I listened to the full album. And I was commenting on a lot of the songs and, like, giving my input on them. So... Yeah, it was a really good album. I don't know how to really describe it. It's definitely way more mature. It's way mature, more mature than her older work when she was from when she was younger, of course. It's very mature. You're definitely seeing a side of her that yes, we kind of have seen before, but at the same time, it's something new for her. And it's I don't know. It's like pop, R&B has a couple of sims here and there very uh i don't know the production is actually really good i like the production from that album a lot definitely a lot of piano guitar drums of course um never it, the production never feels cluttered her she doesn't have the best voice but her vocals are very warm and soothing so if you listen to the album it's definitely gonna put you in a chill mellowed out state and i think that's what most people look for when going into that album or when you listening to her new music of course one of my favorite albums will have to be K-12 and Martinez um overall the album was like good and like my first song off the album will have to be short tail cause it's like it's like say something about her life and like stuff that happened in the, in the past and um uh, I mean like if you just like sit there and really listen to it you probably get your feels you know 
or something like that. She has a movie with that album too. Oh yeah, true that. The movie that goes on with the album is really good. Um, I mean, I guess I'll take over from here. <laughs> um, I don't know. With my first listen, I wanted to say it was better than Crybaby, which if you don't know, which you probably should, was her previous first debut album. I don't know why. I, I wanted to say that Crybaby was better, then I wanted to say K-12 was better, and a lot of people are saying K-12 is not the superior, but for me, I don't know, and I think I'm, like, in the minority who thinks that Crybaby is, like, for me, it I can relate, I don't, not relate to it more, but I think I'm just so used to it, and there's a connection there that, personally, Crybaby is, like, right now is my superior. I think I like listen to K-12 a little bit more. I'll, you know, it'll dominate and be my superior album for her. But regardless, all her music is good. Um, My favorite song, I think, well, my favorite songs, because I can't really say song because all the songs were good. I would have to say The Principal, Show and Tell, of course. Uh, Strawberry Shortcake. I actually really like that song. It's a lot of people who didn't like that song because I guess it was like, compared to some of the other songs on the album, it was a little bit downplayed. It wasn't as like beady and upbeat and what people, you know, some of the other songs on there compared to a lot of the other songs on there. So it, it you know, because a lot of people were saying that that was like their least favorite song. A lot of people that I knew, that's just me personally. I actually really like that song. The film was also very great. The film, the choreography, the colors, the aesthetic, it was very pleasing. It definitely went with the album. And they was in the school, K-12 school, you know. It went very well with the album, the film and the album. Definitely calling he's And then there was a cliffhanger at the end. And I'm just like, <laughs> there's a part two. <laughs> or at least I hope so. Because they really left off in the cliffhanger. Like a really big one. So, I'm going to need some answers. But, uh, overall, definitely one of the better albums of this year. Not going to lie, no cap. But, uh, yeah, it was really good. The production was very good as well. The production, very, uh, how do I describe it? A lot of, of course, like, drums. And, of course, it's, like, very, not kitty, but almost like a lullaby type because you know she has an aesthetic of like using kid objects or like stuff from like school or you know you if you listen to her music you know what I'm talking about as like a metaphorical or like using it metaphorically for everyday things that people go through and it, it works very well in her favor I believe definitely a great album if you haven't heard it which you probably have because uh it's been getting streamed a lot but if you haven't definitely is a must not a must listen but definitely something i would definitely recommend to you know everybody so yeah definitely the film too go watch the film if you are gonna listen to the album the film is really good so yeah Okay, up with my next album. If you know that song I just played, you probably already know, but you probably don't at the same time because this is a little bit underrated. Not too, too much, but a little bit compared to a lot of songs or albums. My next album is Love Worm by Bay Bad OB. Hopefully said that right. Please do not come for me if I did. So, this album is very soft. 
wait a minute. Before I start explaining the album, let me tell you something. If you want to l- listen to this album, listen to the original and then listen to the bedroom session version of it. The bedroom session is her sitting on her bed with an acoustic guitar and just singing. No editing, no nothing. It's just her sitting there singing with acoustic guitar. It brings me life. Both of them are great. But for some reason, the acoustic one, it just gives me so much life. And her vocals sound so good. And, oh, so good. (laughs) But I love both versions, don't get me wrong. So, of course, some of my top favorite songs are, like, Disappear, Apple Cider. The production is very, like, soft. Almost not desperate, but it's kind of sad. Well, some songs are sad. And it's like apple cider is very like not happy happy but it's a little bit more upbeat compared to the other songs because it's like hey we can be together you know even though we're friends and that bull crap but it really it does give you life it's a indie almost bedroom pop that's what i would categorize it as i don't know what if you look anywhere else what they have it as but that's what i'm gonna call it because <laughs> that's what i do so the production on if you listen to the original album without the acoustic it's very of course somber mellow uh definitely a lot of guitar drums those are like the prominent two um instruments used throughout the album for the production i think it goes well with her vocals because her vocals are very soft and not confrontational, not all up in your face, but really mellowed out. And I think if you are looking for any like underrated releases, trying to get more into indie, bedroom pop, that type of music, this is definitely for you. You should check it out. Uh, it's worth listening to. This one, I don't recommend it. It is a must listen. I'm telling you, this album really, it just, when I first heard it, I didn't want to like it. Well, it's not I didn't want to like it, but I didn't know if I was going to like it on that level. But now that I've listened to it so many times and had it on replay, bro, you should really check this out. Great album. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Definitely go check it out if you want to, of course. Mm-hmm. All right. So you already know this album was going to be in here somewhere because everybody or majority of the people who have made a list for best albums of this year so far have put Igor on it by Tyler the Creator. And I can gladly say that I am someone who has been listening to Tyler the Creator since the beginning. I remember when he first dropped Bastard, which was his debut mixtape, not album, mixtape, people. <laughs> Sorry for that. Because some people legit be thinking Bastard is a whole album and it, it gets on my nerves. It's a mixtape, honey. So, I've definitely been here and I've been able to see his growth from his darker, muddy rhymes of Goblin Bastard to his getting there, mature song. Definitely delving in to more variety on Wolf and Cherry Bomb. And then we have Flower Boy. And it definitely was an awakening time for Tyler. That was his utmost. He just got there. And now, this year, he dropped Igor. And oh my god. Igor, a lot of people don't... They credit it for being good. But a lot of people take away from it because of the 
songs being a little bit all over the place and the production, you know, the songs kind of hopping around in tone and feeling and, you know, and for me, I think that what kind of makes the album is supposed to be a little bit disjointed because the album is ultimately being in love with someone who honestly doesn't really love you back and you're trying so hard to make them feel that for you, but they can't or they won't. And the album conveys that emotionally and just the feeling so well. So the disjointedness of maybe the production doesn't, or all the songs doesn't, you know, flow so, so good. I think if you honestly sit there and you get the meanings and you listen to it enough, everything does flow so well. And honestly, it works in its favor. The production, you can't really sit there and say the production was, you can't really categorize any of the production in one place because everything is a little bit different like you have a puppet a different production from are we still friends because the songs are at different points of him figuring out where he stands with a person and the production throughout every single song in my opinion was great i love all the songs and honestly tyler the creator has just evolved over time and it's so just oh it's like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly honestly and i love his older work you will still catch me bumping goblin to this day i love goblin i sometimes want to call that my favorite album of his and as soon as i say that people come for me and i'd be like shut up bro if you heard what i heard you would definitely get it and definitely if you're in that dark mindset goblin is definitely it just it gets you so pumped sometimes but with igor it's very uh him definitely coming to terms, I think, more with himself and what he really wants to do. And, of course, he's getting up there to a fame and height where his music has to be. He can't just be saying all that stuff he said in Goblin and Bastard and all that other stuff he created. He has to be more willing to create something. Not for the larger audience. I'm not saying he has to be going and fully mainstream. But, you know, he can't, he knows he can't say stuff like that. He even said he didn't want to create stuff like he did back in Goblin. Because he, he said, what is the reason of me making music that all sounds the same? Why would I want to have that same sound? Which is why I think he's been ever evolving with his music. Every single step just gets better and better and better. So I congratulate him with getting Igor on the Billboard 100 at number one definitely that for me it felt like almost achievement i helped him get there i didn't at all because I, I, i'm definitely a fan don't get me wrong but he definitely did that himself and i'm so proud and glad to see that but yeah definitely lyrical wise he sung sung a lot in this album because you know in flower boy he was even singing a little bit definitely a lot of people wasn't even didn't expect that but he has been singing more and even his live, like he he even says like, bro, I can't I can't sing like that. But you can just hear the emotions and all that in the every time he sings. Is he definitely has some lyrical content on there? And if you listen to what's good, he still got that old hitting bass heavy, just getting it off. And bro, you'll definitely love it. Most of y'all have heard Igor. If you haven't, you need to check it out like right now. So good, great album. Even the art cover wasn't all that but it just i felt like it worked so perfectly and if you look at it you already know what you're heading into tyler the creator he's wild bro he definitely showed down on this album 
So it was good. It was good. So what we have here is Rogue by Yuna. Um, for me personally, I've I've heard every album from Yuna. I knew what she was capable of. I already knew her music was good. You know, it definitely appeals to a, a audience for you know a group of people. Her music is very. Her music can be very cheery, and then her music can be kind of somber with an R&B vibe to it. So, you know, that that's I feel like that's what she's very predominant at our genre-wise in her music. And she definitely is Malaysian, so she does, you know, have songs that are in English. So, I don't know why I stumbled over that sentence. So, yeah, this album, I, I knew, like, maybe a month or two ahead about the album. And I was like, as soon as it come out, I was going to listen to it as soon as it came out. And that is exactly what I did. And I love this album. Nobody, bro, nobody has been talking about this album. And I don't know, because Yuna isn't, Yuna isn't as big, big as I thought she was. Like, she's big, don't get me wrong, in her own right. But I thought she was, like, way bigger than this. And... In all reality, yeah, she got a lot of streams, don't get me wrong, but compared to a lot of artists now, she's not really up there like I thought she was, but, so that's probably why I have a lot of, there weren't a lot of people talking about the album, but of course, when it dropped, a good amount of people already came up and said, bro, this is like one of my favorite albums of this year, and I almost went, I agreed, and it is one of my favorite albums of this year, because it definitely displayed that she has, I feel like she's more comfortable in her skin with her voice so the album definitely has a way more confidence because her older work it was like she was confident enough to put the music out but now you can in the interviews and everywhere she just has that confidence it's the glow you know when the artist gets really confident and not cocky but cocky enough to where they're like hey i can do this if i want to do this and that's i think she's at that stage now so her music just it definitely showed that the production was very definitely um taking from her culture of her being malaysian the production uh she had tyra the creator feature on this kyle little um sims so you had a couple of artists who featured on here and i think all of them brought something to the table for the album definitely love the little sims feature on there for pink youth bro i love little sims so it, everything just worked together so well like i said the production is definitely taken from our culture some r&b a little bit of pop and everything just kind of flows into everything so well there's never a song that feels out of place or a song that you feel just shouldn't be there because all the songs are good that's not a bad song on the album and for me I haven't listened to it as much as I wanted to. I have I've listened to it a lot, don't get me wrong, but compared to a lot of albums, I haven't listened to it as much. But definitely it's just it's something about it. Like if I need an album and I can't think of any other album, this is like one of the first albums that pop into my head that I wanna listen to. So I think that in it in its own right can tell you like, hey, this is a really good album that you should check out. You probably haven't even heard of it. You probably don't even know who Yuna is. So I definitely wait respect. I'm telling you, check it out, baby. But uh yeah, that's I just feel like everything just flows into each other so well. And lyrical 
I feel like her lyrics definitely suit her, what she's trying to do, the message she's trying to convey. Her vocals are definitely, I always thought Yuna had a very beautiful voice. Every time she went live, it never sounded bad. Or You could tell it was just somebody who had raw talent. So I respect that, the utmost respect. So yeah, it's just overall a good album, something that I listen to on the daily. So yeah. Okay, Zoo by Denzel Curry. Um, this is one of the albums that if you honestly think rap is going down the drain and it's not as good as it used to be, if you legit listen to this album, I'm telling you, you will respect rap. Not maybe all of it, not all the rappers out there, but you would definitely have a lot of faith in it because Denzel Curry, this isn't even like one of the most like because a lot of people was like not feeling it as much because Taboo just came out and Taboo was just more emotion, not emotion I'm okay, I'm gonna use that word, emotional it was more woke quotes and it was just more I don't know, it had a more serious realness to it, not saying that this album isn't real or serious I'm just saying that Taboo was definitely more grounded more about society and people and everything so when zoo dropped people was like hold up this ain't this ain't taboo we 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 want taboo which was why a lot of people were saying it wasn't as good as taboo or if it it was it wasn't as reaching the highest taboo and I, i agree taboo is yes it's a superior album but then again this album is what like 22 minutes i believe i might be wrong but taboo is not even like i think this is just like a mid project it's just like some songs he kind of did that are good and he just put in the album was like hey this will hold y'all over until my next big project so i can give y'all something to remember me by keep myself and my name in the game and that was what it was for I don't know why people thought this was, like, supposed to be the serious. Like, this is the next big project. No, this is not the next big project. Y'all already know he liked to release projects in between his big, big projects. He's been doing that since, like, the beginning of him making music. Like, please keep up. But with Zoo, of course, you Zizza Curry is very lyrical and has a very f- good flow. He has a flow that not many rappers can do. Uh, when they do do it, it kind of seems off. Like, there's like Curry can hit the flow and just, just, you know, and he goes off and he has his own flow that not, you don't really see many rappers using the flow. So it's kind of unique to him. The production was very good. Of course, 808s, bass, just normal Denzel Curry stuff. You know, if you listen to Denzel Curry, it's nothing too, too different he's never done before. Um, was definitely more hype than taboo so yes it's different taboo but it in the same respects it is a great album if it's just something that you're gonna listen to and you want a good rap album from this year this is definitely one of them uh this is fully rap it had a couple features that you know didn't break the album they were res- respectively good in their own right for the songs uh this like curry definitely kept his lyrical cool flow and 
yeah, it's not too much you can say about this album. There's nothing really bad about it, you know. It may it was like maybe one song on here that I didn't really mess with, mess with like that. But of course, either way, I've been listening to it and it's still even that one song that I don't mess with as as much, it's still good. Like I listen to it and my head still be bopping. It's just, you know, it's probably like the weakest of the album, you know. It's always even if a whole rap song is good, there's it's this one song that may be a little bit weak than the others. I think that's what it is. But overall, man, the album is just great. Like I'm telling you, rap is not dead, and this is just like proof of it not being dead. Rap is still good. You just have to look in the right places, you know. So yeah, and this kind and that album is actually kind of mainstream. So even mainstream has hope. <laughs> so you can't just you know put everybody in a category and say, hey, rap is bad. This is definitely proving that rap is still good to this day. You just have to know where to look for it, you know. Ever since I knew this album, this album right here was coming out. I was just waiting and waiting because the release date has been out for a minute now. Well, a minute before it coming out, of course. And I was just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and then happily, patiently waiting. And then it dropped. And I listened to it. I was 12 hours late because they were released it at midnight. And I had school the next morning, so I had to go to sleep early. But as soon as I got after out of school, you know, my tail was listening to it. And bro, I was blown away. I didn't even named the album yet. Uh, it's called Uncle with an O, Uncle Jazz by Men I Trust. And this is definitely a change in pace because we just did a rap album. But this, this right here is jazz. It's indie. It's a uh... bro. It's just <laughs> so. It's like not that that many genres mixed together, but they blend so well together that you can't even tell the difference. Like you can. Don't get me wrong, because of course, if you listen to music, you know different genres from different genres. But everything, oh my God, it just blends so well. And I've always admired Men I Trust because their production is just so, it's just so grounded and real. And it just seems like you're sitting there with them and listening to them while they play. And while the vocalist, Emma, oh my God, bro. Every time I hear her sing, it brings me life. I really appreciate the band. God, I was just waiting and waiting and waiting for this album to drop. And it dropped and I listened to it. Oh my God. I need to chill. <laughs> I've been listening to this album ever, since the day it came out. I've had it on replay. Every song, I, I, I listen to it on YouTube. I listen to it on SoundCloud. I listen to it on Spotify. Spotify. Baby, I've listened to it on everything. Everything you could possibly name. I want to get the vinyl. I think it's pre you can get pre-ordered now. I know they have they have, they're gonna press it on vinyl. But man, I, I wanna get it so bad. We'll see how that works out in the future. <laughs> but uh it's just so calming and I wish I can explain it, but it's like I've been using this word a lot, like mellow. And when you listen to it, you could just be so stressed out and having the worst day. And as soon as you put this album on, it's like all that tension and stress and anxiety kind of just flows out of your body and it goes somewhere else. You don't know where it's at, where it's going to go, but it's leaving your body and bringing you peace. This album, oh my God, like I said, Emma, the vocalist of the group, she just, her voice is just so soft. And at the, the intro song called uncle jazz 
Oh my god. She's like, and this is Uncle Jazz, and it was like a um jazz type B instrumental production playing. And she said this is Uncle Jazz. And she has an accent. I think they're based in Canada, if I'm correct. Yes, Canada. So just hear her voice say that. And I was like, oh my god, this is here. It's here. And you just kind of listen to it. And they released a couple of songs beforehand. So I kind of knew some, I knew like four or five of the songs that was going to be on the album. The album is 24 tracks. It's an hour and four minutes. But you sit there and listen to every single track and you will fall in love. You will want to go and listen to every single song, every single, anything they've ever made. Oh my God. So good. I just don't, I don't think there's any release of this year that has made me feel this happy like there's been albums i was legit waiting for as soon as i heard but this one and then they posted like egg is coming out in two days and i was like oh i'm supposed to be over here kind of like talking about the album and i'm talking about my experience before the album but you already know as somebody who's dedicated if i love an artist trust me i will know when the music is gonna drop when specific time around that time I'll know because that's just me. If I ever get to see them live, which I hope in the near future I do, bro, I'm gonna be a whole fan girl. But <laughs> back to the album that we were supposed to be talking about with Char, uh, it's just you. I don't think you'll ever find anything this calm, this chill. Like it takes your mind off of everything. Uh, I low key be having this some. I play it sometimes when I'm getting ready to go to sleep. But it's some songs that they're a little bit more like, like have a little rock feel, the electric guitar. So I can't really be listening to that when I'm trying to go to sleep. But majority of the songs I be putting into my sleep playlist, and where I be falling asleep on. So I, them songs they be making me fall asleep, sleep. So mad respect. Thank y'all for helping me sleep, cause sometimes I can't. But God, I'm I'm begging you. This song, I'm low-key begging you to check it out. It's so good. I don't even think there's like, there's no bad songs on there. And bro, it's a song called All Night on there. That's the song y'all just heard before me talking about the album. Bruh, that song, I first heard it. I was like, ooh, they're giving me the feels. Because it's almost like a, a kind of an R&B, like a, a old type R&B feel to it. But it's like their version of it you know you, you feel me it just goes so well and my voice on that song but it really hit it really hit uh, it gave me the feels but check this album out uncle jazz by men i trust it's on youtube it's on soundcloud spotify like i said it's everywhere band lab you better find some way to listen to it shoot because uh, it's good i'm telling you guys it's good it's really good I already know what that song is from. They gave it a 9.4 out of 10 Pitchfork for this album. So you know it's good. When Pitchfork gives them any album that gets more than a 9 rating, you already know it's good. It's automatically just, there's no denying that. Because not many albums get above that. Let's be honest. Norman Rockwell by Lana Del Rey had to cut the middle word out because 
amen <laughs> but uh oh y'all everybody already knew this album was coming out everybody was already hyped for it anybody who listened to one Londo Ray song was hyped for it everybody who listened to the previous album hyped for it everybody has been calling it the best Londo Ray album to date and I agree I'm not gonna say totally agree but I agree it definitely you can it, of course on every album you can tell she puts work into it she takes her time she doesn't rush anything which we can't say about many artists nowadays because everybody got to be relevant and stay relevant. But Lana Del Rey can go on a hiatus for 10 years and come back and people will still be bopping with her stuff. So, you know, that's not a problem for her. So she has the time, she has the resources, she has the money, she has the vocals, she has the production, the, the lyricists and all that stuff that can help her get what she needs to get done. And I, my first listen to it, of course, she released some of the songs, like most people do, to get people hyped and anticipated. And those few songs that she dropped, and then she dropped the trailer, and everything was just like, this is gonna, I already knew it was gonna be a good album. It's not that right. She can do no wrong in my eyes. But, uh, <laughs> and when it came out, I listened to it. It was so, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> It was so peaceful. Snap, I dropped my pencil. It was so peaceful. And Lana Ray has this... Of course, you if you listen to her music, you already know, which you probably have. She has these soft vocals, almost whispery, airy. And it sounds so good. It sounds so good. And definitely with this album, she's talking about... For this album, it's more about just love and just her and I don't know if these are like personal experiences maybe maybe not but she's kind of just talking about these subjects and about America like she always does and if you watch any of the she got a few music videos out bruh the music videos be hitting she had her little braids in I was like oh look at Lana she was up here on the surfboard and I was just like girl go ahead and do you boo she was looking good too and I was just like oh man so yeah, about that. I'm supposed to be talking about that. Album. Okay, so the production. Let's talk about that first. Y'all already know Lana Del Rey has her style of music. She has been able to incorporate a good amount of genres into like production-wise, like R&B, uh, rock, alternative. She's definitely very alternative in her music. That's what people know her. She's an all. People either call on Del Rey an alternative artist or a pop artist. I personally would call her alternative because for me, labeling her a pop artist is kind of just like, in its own right, almost disrespectful. Because pop artists cannot do half of the things on Del Rey do. And you can at me on that. You can fight me on that. But <laughs> it's like... I honestly have no words to describe this album. If you honestly want an in-depth review, go to Pitchfork. I read that full little article of the person reviewing the album. And I feel like that worked it perfectly for me. So, yeah, check that out, please. If you've listened to the album, definitely check out the review. They legit, honestly, they talk about some of the flaws. Because if it, if it, if it wasn't no flaws, it would have been a 10. But it's a 9.4, which is very good in its own right. But, of course, it was some things that had you, like... It was stuff that could have been better. Great album, but 
of course, no album is ever perfect. You know, people might say yeah, music, an album or artist is perfect. But I feel like Lana Del Rey is close to it. But she's not. You know, she has some things that, you know, it could have, you know, worked on. But uh, half of y'all already know y'all listen to this album. I at least heard like a song or two on it. I remember when she had dropped Doing Time. Bruh, y'all already know. I was like, this sound like really familiar. And then I looked and I was like, oh. That song by Subline. I was like, okay, okay, look at Lana. And her little twist to it. Because you know her voice is very enchanting and very, like I say, whispery, airy, however you want to describe it in your own terms. But it very well fitted. And I was just like, oh my God. I, I don't think there could have been any other better person to do a cover of that song besides her. And that song, period. <laughs> so yeah, Norman Rockwell by Lana Ray is a must. Like, go. If you haven't, which you probably should have, I hope so, you should go listen to it, hands down. Ooh. So, I really want to thank you guys for stopping by, and if you even listen to some of this podcast, and probably skip to the end to get to the outro. Um, Thank you. Um, I'm OG Savage, your Floridian-based music nerd. I'm glad that you listen. If there's anything that you found today, if you found any new music that you might want to check out, please do, honestly. I wouldn't recommend any bad music, or at least I would hope not to, because, you know, everyone has a different taste. So, with that, I'm going to end it here. I hope everyone has a good day or night, wherever you are. I hope whatever you do takes you far. And I'm out. OG Savage, your Floridian-based music nerd.